and welcome into another episode of Off the Record. I'm Kirsten Kroll alongside Alexis Downey. And those of you who are watching right now on YouTube, you might be wondering, where are you guys? Why aren't you in your normal setup? Well, I'm asking myself the same thing. Why am I not in my normal setup right now? Like, why am I so bad at time management? I picked the worst times to decide to film. But right now I am in St. Paul, actually right across the street from the XL Energy Center, just getting off of work and I'm dedicated to you guys because I am filming in my car today. I'm not moving. I'm not driving. So don't judge me there. I am responsibly parked. But Alexis, <laughs> you are also in a different location this week. Yeah, it certainly looks a little bit different than my normal apartment. Um, I'm getting ready to go to Arizona literally tonight. So um, I have to go to the airport in like an hour. So we're getting this in. We got a lot of sports news to talk about, a lot of exciting hockey stuff specifically to talk about. But first, some pretty sad news coming out earlier today. Today is Tuesday at the moment. Um, person, do you want to tell our viewers the new news? Yes, literally right as we are filming this, we got word that former University of Hawaii quarterback and Heisman Trophy finalist Cole Brennan passed away at age of 37. The details surrounding his death haven't really come out yet, but our condolences go out to him and his family and uh, we're starting the show off, unfortunately, with that sad news today, but hoping things get better for the family and everyone who's involved moving forward. So uh, on a different note now, like Alexis mentioned, a lot of things going on specifically around the NFL. The rumor mill has been circulating. There's been some big news going on, and there's three people we're really keying in on right now. Aaron Rodgers, where's he going to end up? Is he going to be in Green Bay? We don't know. Then there's DK Metcalf, who has been arguably top of the headlines for the Olympics, which is like, what? And then another thing, too, Tim Tebow finding his way back in the headlines, so lots and lots and lots to talk about but first let's start with Aaron Rodgers Alexis is he gonna stay in Green Bay I've heard everyone at this point knows he's really unhappy with the situation I've heard rumors he's threatening to sit out not play this season and there's three potential teams he could be ending up with the Broncos the Saints or the Washington football team what is your take so I'm saying right now, if Aaron Rodgers does not want to be on the Packers this season, he is not going to be on the Packers this season. And it's obviously not going to go down without a fight. The Packers don't want to get rid of him. I mean, he was had an MVP season last year. He's unbelievable, the franchise quarterback. But when you take a look at, you know, the draft last year, they did draft a quarterback. They invited two quarterbacks to their rookie training camp. So obviously they are preparing for the potential for him not to be there from all of the teams that have seen that have been interested in him. It really sounds like the Broncos are going to make a push for him. Um, they aren't necessarily a team that's had a franchise quarterback. So um, while Rogers could end up being there, I, I don't know how long he'll have in his career because he is on the, the older end. But then again, Tom Brady's also on the older end, a lot of great quarterbacks that are still playing in the league. So I'm saying that he's not going to be on the Packers this season. I have the same feeling. He These rumors have been circulating ever since last year's draft when they drafted another quarterback. It, he, he knew he was really blindsided 
when that happened. Wasn't happy with his situation then. Things in the organization haven't changed. I don't see him staying there now. It's just a matter of where. And so I think that's kind of the page everyone is on right now. So with the Aaron Rodgers saga continues. But another news, like we mentioned, DK Metcalf pursuing Olympic dreams. He, this is incredible to me, honestly. Don't quote me. I think if I remember correctly, he weighs about 236 pounds, recently placed ninth in the heat that he competed in remarkable for somebody of that size and i know so many people although it wasn't the best finish just to take into perspective somebody of his size being able to perform on that stage with what was it 10.36 seconds that he had on the clock in his heat just incredible stuff absolutely i mean if you looked and watched the race metcalf was twice the size of the guys he was running against. A typical runner, tall, lean, really muscular, and just, you know, has the body. Metcalf is quite the opposite of it. And I, really props to him for trying out something new. You're so athletic, you have the ability to go after a different dream. But there have been a lot of people that have attacked him on social media and said, what are you doing, man? Like, stick, stick to football, but... I think he's proving that, you know, if if you're an athlete, a professional athlete, you can take those skills and move them over to another sport, kind of like what we're going to talk about here in a few moments. But DK Metcalf certainly making headlines for himself. I'm here for it. I love to see this. I love people who prove other people wrong. And so seeing him do this, like make the haters shut up. Like you do you, you prove everyone wrong. You go out there on the biggest stage in the whole world and you show everyone what you're made of. I love it. I'm rooting for him. Now somebody else that I'm rooting for, Alexis, I don't think you're rooting for them. Tim Tebow. <laughs> Now on the Jacksonville Jaguars as of right now, I know a lot of people are saying the only reason they think he's even on the Jaguars is because of head coach Urban Meyer, who was the head coach when they won the national title, when Tim Tebow was the quarterback at Florida. And so they have a very special relationship. We all know Urban Meyer is a huge fan of Tim Tebow. So giving him this opportunity, is he deserving of it? There was also a lot of acclaim too that his NFL career could have gone on even longer if he would have switched from being a quarterback to a tight end. He's incredibly athletic. I want to know your thoughts. Um, so Tim Tebow, you know, everyone went through that phase where it was Tebow time. Everyone loved him. I, for some reason, just never got on that train. I never really was a fan of Team Tebow. I thought, you know, while I respect him, the hard work he put in, his faith, everything that he believes in, I just never bought into him. He just kind of always seemed a little phony to me. And when he went to the NFL, didn't have quite the success that he did in college, and then was like, hey, you know what? I'm gonna go play baseball now. We're like, okay, dude, sure. You know what, for your second sport, did not bad, but you know, he, I, I can't quite remember what level in the minor league system that he got to, but I do believe he did not get to AAA. So that career ended, and now he's like, you know what? I wanna go back into football. You are getting a little old 
you have the opportunity to be a great broadcaster because he's already tried that out as well. It's like, you got to make up your mind at some point, let these young players get their chance. I, I tweeted about it last week when I first saw the news, I had a little bit of hate coming at me, but I think he just needs to relax and, and stop. Just, just go and retire, take your time off. Let someone else get their, their time to shine. Tim Tebow, it is not your time to shine anymore. I take from Alexis right there. I, I get the vibe you uh, maybe didn't Tebow when that was a thing. I did not. I, I never did that. <laughs> I did. I definitely did. And I have a picture somewhere of me Tebowing in Walmart with a random store employee. I was all in on the Tebowing phase. Now, uh, in other news, some other phases or chapters that are closing potentially are for I can't talk today, are coming out of the National Hockey League. One of them being John Tortorella, his contract expiring, no longer will be the head coach of the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think that's where we're going to start this conversation off. Certainly. I saw that one as a surprise. Tortorella, I think, personally, I see this. Someone being from Ohio, I think he put the Blue Jackets on the map. They were not a team that had a really big fandom. Um, they weren't a team that really had a great history, you know, not even really making the playoffs. Um, and he came in and the past six seasons he spent with Columbus. He did a great job. He ended up, you know, with a record um that was pretty good over 500 now this season specifically he did the team did finish in last place in the central division and was under 500 not the finish that they wanted but when you take a look back at the last couple years i mean the blue jackets made some big strides um you know knocking the tampa bay lightning out in their incredible season when they um got knocked out in the first round of the playoffs i think that Torts is a tough coach. You know, anyone that watches the Blue Jackets and knows Tortorella knows that he is a tough guy to be under. So I was kind of surprised by this, but I do not think that this is the end of his stint in the NHL at all. Absolutely will not be the end for him. It's all of the stories that you hear about Tortorella, just a very passionate coach, but like you mentioned, really tough, really intense. But I can see too how some players would even respond even better to that, especially just having someone who gives it his all every single night and is so fired up, sometimes a little too fired up. But also too with, you know, kind of that intensity that hockey brings, people feed off that and that's what they love about the sport. So definitely not the end of the road for him excited to see where he'll end up maybe he'll end up in arizona now that they are also without a head coach yeah coyotes head coach rick tockett also out um, he spent the last four seasons with the coyotes his contract is expiring in june the coyotes are a team you know they've they've struggled and they have some really talented younger guys and just haven't been able to push through in the playoffs last season the first time they made the playoffs since 2012 and a lot of that you can um, account to their amazing goaltender, Darcy Kemper in the net. He was playing on real during the bubble last season, um, but Coyotes always seem to be in flux. Um, I think this off season is going to be really important for them to kind of 
rebuild themselves and kind of figure out what who they want to be and where where they're going to make their mark especially because the west has been tough this year but we're going to go back to regular divisions next year i'm assuming so things could change up a little bit on that end as well it's going to be interesting and then uh, you know this is another random thought that came to my head but somebody who currently is not the head coach of any nhl team but very vocal that he wants to get back to coaching. Bruce Boudreau, former head coach of the Minnesota Wild, the team he was most recently with before Dean Evison took over mid last season. He's been doing some time on NHL Network, but he's been very vocal. He wants to get back into coaching. I know the rumor mill was turning for a little bit there saying, hey, Seattle Kraken, they're joining as the 32nd team in the league. Bruce Boudreau, maybe he could end up there. So I don't have anything in recent news to really back that up, but that could be also interesting to watch this offseason to see if any of these teams bite on Bruce Boudreau. Very good point, especially with the Kraken coming off and coming in next season. They haven't hired a head coach yet, but I'm sure that they will probably look to do that before the draft this summer, I would think. Um, but something definitely to keep our eye out on. But we have the playoffs set for the Stanley Cup this year, and that is super exciting to me. Um, one team that I've been excited watching has been the Carolina Hurricanes, the first team to clinch number one in their division, heading into the playoffs the first time that they are number one in 15 years. Crazy, but really exciting for a smaller market team, I would say. Super exciting, and they're they're a team that have been up and coming for a while now. And you know, I've been really vocal about how I think the Hurricanes—they've been one of my picks that I think are going to go pretty far in this Stanley Cup playoffs. Not shocked that they ended up clinching. I think everyone kind of expected that from them. Andre Svechnikov—I don't know what it is, but I think he's super exciting to watch. I know I'm not alone in that, but I'm kind of a bandwagon fan. <laughs> Sorry, Minnesota of <laughs> um, the Carolina Hurricanes. But other than that, go wild, am I right? They also clinched. They're either going to play the Vegas Golden Knights, who they've had really good luck against this season, going 5-1-2 and two on the year, or the Colorado Avalanche, who they've struggled a little bit more with, I believe, going 2-6 and six this season against them. So we'll see. But, hey, Minnesota's also in the picture. Now, another league that is starting to get ready for the playoffs the nba they're getting ready for their play-in tournament so alexis take us away give us your information on the nba yeah so the play-in tournament is something that the nba implemented just for this season and i know that a lot of the players weren't necessarily happy about that because it is such it's a one-and-done tournament so basically the sixth or the seventh and eighth teams that have the highest winning percentage in that in those spots will play each other and the winner will earn the seventh seed and this is also the case for the ninth and tenth highest winning percentage teams kind of confusing they will earn the eighth spot um in each of their conferences so once we have those set then the nba playoffs will begin may 22nd that date and um pretty exciting for NBA fans, you know, to get set for that, that tournament kind of gives me a little bit of a March Madness vibe, that one and done. Um, but once they do get into the playoffs, it will be the case where it's a traditional 16 team best of seven series structure. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting to watch. I 
follow the NBA at points, but being from Minnesota, growing up a Minnesota Timberwolves fan, you can understand why. <laughs> Don't always know what's going on because the only thing I typically know is the Timberwolves are at the bottom of the league. <laughs> and now that A-Rod owns them and that his ex J-Lo is now back with Ben Affleck. So big news. That's big news. And the only thing Alex Rodriguez has said since the split is apparently go Yankees. So that's yeah. a topic for another time, everyone. But I just felt like that was necessary to bring up for whatever reason. So Pop I'm super interested in other people's relationships, clearly. <laughs> Pop culture is good. We got to fit that in here, especially when it has to do with what we're talking about. But also with that NBA picture, currently in the Eastern Conference, Philadelphia 76ers leading the charge. Um, they already have clinched a playoff spot, obviously being at the top. And then out West, Utah Jazz at the top, but also Phoenix Suns have been playing really well this season, a team that has kind of been a surprise um, based on what I've seen on Twitter. So those are some of the things uh, heading into the playoffs. But that will be starting soon, and I'm excited to see how the play-in tournament kind of plays out. But don't go anywhere, because we will be back with our segment on or off. Welcome back to Off the Record. We've made it to our on or off segment where one of us will say something and the other will say whether we agree, meaning on, or disagree, meaning off. Kirsten, Pecorine has played his last game for the Predators. I think anyone who watched that game or saw any of the footage of Pecorine from that game, I think it was fairly obvious that it was going to be his last game not only for Nashville, but in a Predators uniform. Very emotional for that entire city because Pecorino, one of the most beloved Predators on that entire organization, a guy with a lot of heart, fans asking for at least one more year when you looked around the arena and saw the signs. But the way too, he even mentioned he was a little taken aback when he was looking around and seeing all of these fans really cheering for him, seeing himself on the video boards and uh, that it was emotional for him and I think too when you look back on those clips and he's really looking around and taking it in I think it was fairly obvious like I said that he won't be back he said he wants to finish out his hockey career back in Finland where he's from so I think he'll potentially be retiring a Nashville Predator at the end of this season but not the end of his hockey career he'll go back home with his family and if he dies, just thank you for everything you've done, not only for the city of Nashville, but also, too, just for the sport of hockey as a whole. I remember how much fun it was to see him in net when the Predators went to the Stanley Cup final against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Obviously did not end in their favor, but I just remember seeing that team. It was a special team, such a fun ride, and super exciting to see. So. Just thank you for everything, Pekka. You're never going to see this, but thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm agreeing with you as well. It was a really special moment. I mean, he's what they're saying, the greatest player in franchise history for the Preds. So I can understand why the fans were so emotional in their game. 
Now, Alexis, something else that's brought out a lot of emotions, and I saw your tweets. Tom Wilson. Not the first time we brought this man up in conversation, and yet here we are talking about him again. So on or off, he was disciplined enough following his actions in the game against the Rangers. Off. Tom Wilson <laughs> was not disciplined enough. So obviously this was a topic of discussion all around the NHL and outside of the NHL last week specifically when he took down Pavel Buchnevich and then Artemi Panarin also on the ice only receiving that $5,000 fine. I think that it was, it, it, it turned into a player safety issue. Tom Wilson is a threat to player safety. And I can tell you as a selfish Penguins fan, the fact that we don't have to play the Capitals in that first round of the playoffs makes me very happy because Tom Wilson is a dangerous player and he clearly is going to keep doing this if the NHL is not going to discipline him. I understand gritty, on edge player, great, great hockey player, but there are some things that are out of respect you cannot do and what he did against the Rangers and then caused an all-out brawl in their game on Wednesday, literally turned the Rangers upside down. The president got fired, the GM got fired, players were going at it on the ice, Brendan Smith going at it with Chara. It was unbelievable watching the whole thing. Um, so no, Tom Wilson did not get disciplined enough and he's just someone that I really enjoy talking about because he gets me fired up. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm fired up about this too, actually. And I am somebody, I saw those fights following last game and I was like, get them guys, like good for you. Like get after him. Also Char, I don't think is a guy I'd want to go after. So no. that's a story for a whole other time. But Tom Wilson is a liability. The fact that this is not his first offense. He has offense, offense, offense all across the board. Then this happens. I, who was it? It was Panarin in this particular instance where he like cross-checked him when he, he was on his neck, putting him down. He was all down. Like, are you joking? You see that and it just kind of like makes your stomach churn a little bit. It's like, Tom Wilson, what were you thinking? And seeing how uh, the player safety committee did nothing they just basically gave him a slap on the wrist what five thousand dollar fine that's like ten dollars to me and uh, uh, to them ten dollars like are you joking yeah. so it, it they just need to really look back in at the end of this season figure out what they can do to fix these issues because it's very inconsistent all across the board. There was players on the Rangers who got suspended for a game or two following some of the fights that took place or some of the penalties that were called. But yeah, Tom Wilson, another slap on the wrist, completely unacceptable, fires me up. It's a bad look for the sport. Yep. Just figure it out, figure it out. <laughs> yeah, I, I stand with you on that and kind of sticking with the hockey theme again, Jack Eichel won't be playing in Buffalo next season. This is on. I think he's done too. I mean, if you, I think it's been a tumultuous year 
for the Buffalo Sabres. I mean, their team's been a dumpster fire all season, and that's putting it lightly. But you you see how they treated Jack Eichel this season, and even coming back from his injury, just getting benched, sidelined, not being able to play with his team and even giving them a chance. And maybe it's because the Sabres are in their organization looking to do just an entire rebuild, which I think when you see their season having you know, their choice, so maybe protect health, they can trade him this offseason and get some big players for him. Who knows? I'm not the GM of that team. I have no idea. But seeing him in the press conference where he said he's just going to move forward the best he can and have a great next season, wherever that might be. I think whenever a player says that, they're done. They want to be done. And Jack Eichel, I think, with him, same story. Minnesota, if you want him, we'll take him. We need some centers. So especially a center who's like top 10, top five in the entire National Hockey League, we'll take you. Come to our team because we want you. And it, it'll just be interesting to see. But yeah, I think he's done. I'm with you on that one. I think the fact that he's also still so young, he's only 24 years old. Um, unfortunate, you know, that he lost so much of his season this year. But I do believe in his current um, deal right now with the Sabres, after next season is the last, it's part of the no trade clause. So I think that if he's going to be traded, it's going to happen soon. And it probably will be in this off season um, because of that clause. And, you know, if you look at someone like Taylor Hall traded to the Bruins in the trade deadline. Now he's playing so well for the Bruins. Bruins fans are like, we got a steal for this guy. Taylor Hall is back. He's playing great hockey. I think that something like that could happen for Jack Eichel because he's probably got the wind knocked out of him right now. Not happy with his organization and just looking for, for a chance. I hope that he does get his chance to be with a contending team and to really make a staple for another place um, where he could continue to shine because I don't want to see him be wasted talent. And I think that's what Buffalo is doing to him. I could not agree more. And we'll see where he goes, especially this off season. I think there's going to be a lot, a lot of speculation going on, a lot of moves happening. We'll, we'll do our best to stay on top of it all. <laughs> Alexis, to round out today's on or off segment, with Medina Spirit testing positive for substance, should be stripped of the title from the Kentucky Derby on or off? I I think that Medina Spirit should be stripped of the title. And do you want to know the, the real reason I'm saying this is because Mandaloon, the second place horse, was the horse that I bet on. So I thought I was going to win the Derby. It was my last stretch. I was yelling at my TV. I was so excited. Um, and then I got second, which wasn't too mad about. But when this news came out, I was like, are you kidding me? And then all of this talk with um, his trainer, I'm blanking on his name right now. He's a historic trainer, has had a lot of horses in the Derby, basically denying it, saying that he never gave Medina Spirit this, um, this substance. It's an anti-inflammatory. And I guess the substance was like 200 times the normal amount that you would give a horse. Um, it's fishy. Don't don't like it. I feel bad for the horse because it's not like it's something that he can control. But the trainer being a part of it, the jockey being a part of it, 
it's not right. And I feel bad that Mandaloon, my, my horse got second because of someone cheating. <laughs> we hate a cheater up in these parts. Alexis had some personal stakes in it. So obviously a little, a little more passionate about this. <laughs> and I think that's a good place. We're going to give you some time. It's been a very emotional segment for you. <laughs> Lots of button pushing topics for you. So that's going to round out this week's on or off segment. When we come back, we are going to have our final thoughts for you guys. Welcome back to Off the Record, and it is time to give our final thoughts for this week. My final thought, getting a little ahead of the game here, but I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And with the expansion draft coming in the NHL, Seattle Kraken, they obviously will have their pickings. And I have a lot of thoughts about the expansion draft. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And something that also really grinds my gears is the fact that the Vegas Golden Knights, they don't have to give up anyone since they're the newest franchise about, what, four years four years into the league now? That really upsets me because at this point, with the success that they've had over the last few years, making the playoffs every single year as an organization now, clearly it worked out in their favor. Who cares if they have to give up a player or two? It, it, they're clearly fine. But this is something else that's really going to make me upset. I think the entire NHL is going to have to relook the expansion draft in their rules if the Seattle Kraken end up just having the same exact luck as the Vegas Golden Knights. If they make it to the playoffs their first year, God forbid the Stanley Cup final. For me, I, I'm probably the odd man out here because I know a lot of people jumped on Vegas's bandwagon becoming huge fans and thought it was so cool that they did that in their first season. To me, it pisses me off. Like, for example, I've lived in Minnesota my whole life. The Wild have been a franchise for 20 years and we're still waiting for our first Stanley Cup. I think even our first Stanley Cup final appearance and you do it in your first year, you didn't get the trophy, but you still went to the final. I just think if Seattle does that same exact thing, they're really gonna need to reevaluate the way they do the expansion draft because it seems just like a very unfair advantage. But we'll see. We'll see how who they end up taking, how it plays out. But also, as a Wild fan, I'm super stressed about it because I don't want to give anyone up. Like the team that we have right now, I'm good with it. I know everyone else that's a Minnesota fan too, pretty much they feel the same exact way. This team's been very cohesive this year. I mean, they've had their own moments as well, but. I have a lot of things to say about this, but I'm just, stay tuned, everybody. Wait until the draft comes around and then I'll have more thoughts for you. That NHL expansion draft, supposed to be sometime in July. I think you're right. It will be very interesting to see how Seattle goes about the draft and then how their season goes. It seems as though over the past year, as they've been building their organization, they've been very particular about every hire they've made, which is really important for a organization starting from the ground up. So I think that they are really, really going to be in the grind trying to figure out which guys that they can take from each team will make them to be most successful. So I think they're going to probably come out of the gates hot 
that's really hard to say, I guess, because it is so far off, but it seems just the way they've been building the team. I totally get that. Uh, sticking with more hockey, like we've done most of this show, I'm not necessarily an Alex Ovechkin fan, but I really like what he did this week. He is investing in the National Women's Soccer League's Washington Spirit organization. He said that I think it's important to support women's professional athletes, not just in the US, but all over the world. And I didn't know this either, but I guess his mother was a two-time Olympic gold medal winner. So he said that he was inspired by her and I really love that because it shows that he's supporting, you know, the DC area and everything that they've given him. He wants to give back and also give women a platform to show that, that you know, they're, they're, they can be just as successful in their sports too. And um, I, I think it's a great thing what Ovi's doing. I am not particularly a big Alex Ovechkin fan either, but I have a lot of respect for everything he's accomplished. And I respect the hell out of him for taking part in this organization and really giving, trying to give a platform, an even bigger one to women's sports. So I think this is so awesome. I love seeing this, especially from one of arguably the best hockey players that are gonna go down in history. So I think it's just an awesome move and I'm happy about it. And guys, a lot, a very heavy NHL show. Next week, we'll try to, make it a little more diverse for everyone, not as hockey heavy. And I promise I will get up to Alexis's level and get my NBA knowledge <laughs> on par with Alexis. So she doesn't have to be our NBA correspondent all the time. Hey, but make cool. sure you all follow us on Twitter at OTR Sports Talk if you're not already. And also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Guys, we've been a little inconsistent with some of the stuff we've been putting out, but we, I promise, we're going to get back on the straight and narrow for you. Things are starting to wind down a little bit. We'll keep awesome content coming for you guys. So thank you for joining us this week, and we'll see you next time.